Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Thank you, Keith Bell, for introducing myself, Quinn Eaton, and DJ Pig. However, DJ's not here tonight, and that, you know, it's a tragedy, I guess. You could say that, you know, a lot of people are probably tuned in, they're like, oh, DJ's not here? And it's really, I'm really, I'm really sure that people are upset about it, uh, because I know I am. But hey, guess what? I've got the next best thing. Garrett Howell is in studio, in the AYN2K studio with us tonight. Garrett, thank you for being here, and are you excited? A pleasure to be here, Quinn. Thanks for having me. And yes, I'm very excited. I've been waiting on this opportunity for a long time. Yes, so this is, I think, episode 78. Uh, Yes, I think it's 78. Uh, So I apologize because we've been friends for quite some time. And I don't know if you had been sitting back just waiting for me to ask you to be on the podcast. Uh, If that's something that you want to dive into right now, we could. Uh, But I know that you've listened to a good number of the podcasts. So I appreciate you supporting the podcast, even though you maybe felt excluded from the podcast. Uh, I will say I did not feel excluded because at the end of the day, it's your podcast. If, sure. If you want to have me on, that's your call. I won't yeah. be offended either way. And I respect that, that's your thing. And I respect that you are respecting me in that yeah. manner, uh, and that means a lot to me. But yes, Garrett and I uh, go way back. We've been friends since I think about the third grade. Uh, Junior we, golf. Yeah, a lot, a lot of golf and a lot of we've consumed a lot of sports together. And now we are doing a podcast, and this is basically. You know, the, the great thing about this podcast, Garrett, this is why DJ and I started it, because DJ and I would sit around and have conversations, and we thought that they were entertaining enough to maybe share with other people. Mm-hmm. And I know that we've had our fair share of entertaining conversations, so that's all we're doing is we're putting a microphone out here, and for some reason, people listen to it. And you know what? That's great. I, I'm, I'm, we're here for the fans, because there's some weeks, Garrett, I get up and I say, oh, i got to do the podcast today, yeah. and it's just really, it's, it's strenuous, it's exhausting, and like I told you, uh, before we started, the financial aspect of it, we're dishing out $200 an episode. Uh, we're not charging people to, to listen to this or anything, so we are in incredible amount. We're in astronomically amount of debt right now because we have to pay the staff. You, you met all the, all the sound guys, yeah. and you met the producer over here. Uh, his name's Curtis. Hey, Curtis, you can wave at him if you want to. Curtis, what's going on? Yeah, Curtis is a really good producer, but we don't have enough money coming in, and we have too much money going out, which is usually... Uh, a pretty good signal for bankruptcy. Yeah. However, we're here for the fans because they're they're in it every week, and we just love producing stuff for them. That's it's all about the fans. Yeah, and we are we are one of the fans, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to think. What if this is the only podcast that person listens to? Mm-hmm. Wednesday yeah. morning they wake up. They're like, wow. Wait, they're looking forward to it. Where's yeah. the podcast? We've done show up. And we're we're usually pretty on time on schedule. We always get it out around eight o'clock, nine o'clock mm-hmm. Wednesday mornings, and we do it every single Wednesday because yeah. I was talking with. Uh, somebody recently and I said, yeah, a lot of podcasts, they'll go for maybe two, three months. And they might take some time off. But DJ and I have persistently went at it every yep. single week. And we, we've missed a couple weeks here and there uh, for you know various occasions. Maybe we were on, we've been to the podcast convention. Maybe we had to give up a week for that. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, we're here every single week clocking in and clocking out. And it's not, it's something that we really enjoy. And I'm going to really enjoy today's episode because it's something that I'm passionate about, something that has been in my life for as long as I can remember, and I'm very excited to talk about this. And I know that you were, you, you probably have some things to say about this topic as well. I do. I've got a lot of thoughts on this, and maybe this thing has gotten out of my life a little more than it should recently, but it's time mm. for it to re-enter 
Yes. Re-enter my life right here. One could argue that today's topic is this nation's backbone. I think that Ooh. the nation cannot be be what it is. It cannot go into the future without this being the foundation. This this topic that we're talking about today is one that Democrats and Republicans are always, you know, can, there's a lot of conflict between yep. the two parties about this subject. And we're going to dive right into it uh, with no political affiliation. Mm -hmm. You know, we might we yeah. might we might be swinging one way or the other, but all we're saying is we're going to not involve politics in this. And I think a lot of people struggle to talk about this subject and not involve politics. So I think we're going to go and dive into it, Garrett. If you're ready to go, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. This is episode 78. I hope it might not be, but today's topic is cereal. All right, we're back from the topic transition. One of my favorite parts of the episode. I think a lot of people look forward to the topic transition. And someone actually sent me an email. They said, hey, can you send me the audio link to the topic transition because they wanted to make it their ringtone. So now, everyone, every time they get a phone call, they're delighted with the AOI and 2K topic transition. And if anyone else has the request, just send us an email. Uh, the email said at the end of the episode, so just write it down and shoot us an email. But D uh, not DJ, your name's Garrett. I apologize. That's correct. Yeah, I just forced a habit, I guess. Yeah. Um, we always say uh, or give a metaphor for the audience as to how this podcast works. Um, sometimes DJ says that maybe we're diving into a pool. Maybe a lot of times we say we're taking a 35,000-foot view of the subject. How would you maybe word a metaphor or maybe how this podcast works if you had to put it into uh, maybe an, an analogy, a metaphor, or anything? Yeah. What, what would you say this podcast is? So I'd say this podcast... For example, let's say you've gotten to the, you're about done with your bowl of cereal here. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And and you're picking up to drink the milk out, mm -hmm. and you get there, and there's a couple pieces left, and that's what you leave. So and then you stop right there. So you're saying, and that's a beautiful metaphor. Thank you for tying in the metaphor with the topic today. You're saying that the cere a cereal bowl is mm -hmm. our podcast. Yeah. And we eat the entire thing, and whenever we're about to drink the milk, which is a, a common yeah. practice yeah. for people that are eating mm -hmm. cereal. You get to the end of it, there's a few pieces left, and then yeah. you start to drink the milk. Yeah. Those last couple pieces that are still floating in the milk itself, yeah. uh, you might leave them in the bowl and wash them down the sink, yep. or you might eat them as along with the with the milk, which is yeah. it's, it's a great, it's very tasty. I like to do that. You're saying that that last that couple last pieces is the last 5% that the audience mm -hmm. has to dive into. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, Garrett. You did a great job with that one. Very proud of you there. And that's true, and we're, we're not going to get into how we consume cereal yet, because we have to start at the very beginning. Everything has a beginning and an end, uh, but cereal, I think, has a beginning and a forever, or an that's infinity. Cereal has cereal, no end Cereal will be forever, okay? I think there's three guarantees in life, death, taxes, and cereal. cereal. Yes, exactly. So cereal, let's give a little history, okay? There's, there's a lot of people saying, you know what, I, wanna, I want a history lesson on cereal. Well, you came to the right place, because... Here is a mini history lesson on uh, this breakfast soup, if you will. Cereal, okay, the first mm -hmm. known cereal was invented by James Jackson in 1863. First of all, James Jackson, that's a first-team All-American name, I think. I Anytime agree. someone has a name and the first letter of the first name and last name are the same, it sounds really, really great. James Jackson sounds very strong. And it was he invented a cereal in 1863 called Granula. Or granella, 
It's 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 like granola, but with a U. I would say it's granula. So it's granula. Yeah, we're gonna go that, with granula. That's what we're going with here. Even though granola sounds good too. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. So he invented this so-called first cereal in 1863, and now Kellogg's developed cornflakes in the 1890s. So that is, I guess, the origin of cereal itself. It it falls with James Jackson, and then also Kellogg's moved in, and started putting out those cornflakes. And I'm sure at first everybody was like, this is the best thing I've ever had. And now, of course, we've gotten to the point where cornflakes might, might not be your favorite uh, cereal, but we're not going to talk about that yeah. yet. Because for all those listening, at the end of the episode, we will give a power ranking. Not just one power ranking, but two power rankings. Our first power ranking will be our top five least favorite cereals. And then our other power ranking will be our top five most favorite cereals. Mm-hmm. So we're hitting both both parts of the spectrum there. But Garrett... Let's talk about the companies that make up mm-hmm. the cereal empire. You've got General Mills, mm-hmm. you've got Post, and you've got Kellogg's, okay? Now, out of those three, uh, I don't know if you pay attention whenever you're maybe grocery shopping or picking mm-hmm. out cereals or maybe sending someone else to get some cereal for you yeah. because I know you have a lot of power and you can do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, uh, which, which category or which company do you buy the most from whenever it comes to cereal? Do you think you're a, a General Mills guy, a Post guy? Or maybe a Kellogg's guy. I would say I'm probably a General Mills guy. General Mills, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And here's the thing. These companies, yes, they're known for cereal, mm-hmm. but they have all kind of diverged into different parts. They, they do a lot of snack foods. Yeah. There's all kinds. Of, I know Kellogg's does, like, pastry crisps. Mm-hmm. I know Post has some granola bars, and General yeah. Mills is all they're, all... they're all competing against each other. Oh, they're yeah. all trying to get the upper hand on the other one. But the cereal business, I didn't know... This, this was astonishing to me. Cereal sales is a $10 billion market. So I don't know if that's by year, but I'm assuming that it is. So $10 billion worth of cereal is being bought every single year. And I will raise my hand and say I'm contributing to that. Uh, not not in a lot. You know, I'm not spending a lot of money on cereal, but I do heavily depend on it. And I don't know about you. Do you how much do you think you consume cereal, would you say, uh, on the weekly um. basis? Weekly basis, sure. right now. Yeah, this is sad to say, but I don't even know if I consume cereal wow. at all okay. on a weekly basis right now. So now, now I'm just but, gonna go ahead and put this out there, Garrett, and I know you're maybe about to defend yourself there. Uh, I, I asked you if you were knowledgeable on the subject of cereal. You said yes, I'm very knowledgeable. Yet you sit here and tell me that you don't eat cereal on a weekly basis. I do not. That whenever but, I, whenever I gave you the form to fill out just a little bit ago before we yeah. started, it was in the fine print that you had to eat cereal at least twice a week. And that's not a lot. That's a minimum. You had to eat cereal at least twice a week for you to talk about this, okay? So I know you signed that. I'll let it slide. Uh, But go ahead. Do you have something to say about cereal, maybe in your defense? So here's the thing, Quinn. I actually rarely, if ever, eat breakfast. Sure. And as cereal is a main breakfast food, I just Mm -hmm. do not find myself buying it as much as I did when I was more in my youth than I am now. Right, right, right. And I I understand that. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy enjoy cereal, because I still do. If cereal's around, I'm going to... Get yeah, a bowl or yeah, exactly. a cup or, or a whatever. Cup. You just, can put it in a plate, maybe yeah, a dog whatever. bowl. Whatever just, you've got available, yeah, exactly. that's what you put your cereal in, and that's how you go on about Sometimes it. Sometimes I just pour the milk right into the box, and I just kind of like shovel See, it shovel it into my mouth. I've yeah. never done that. Yeah. Uh, hey, you can do it. It's oh, messy. Sure. It's messy, but you can do it. Um, and I, I can I can compare myself to what you just said because I know as a kid I probably consumed a lot more cereal oh, than yeah. I do now. 
I think that's just part of growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an easy, quick thing to do. Uh, you know, especially if your parents don't love you, they can just give you a bowl of cereal uh, real quick. They don't have to put any time or effort into mm-hmm. it. You know, you know, my dad, he always just gave me, you know, a bowl of cereal. He wouldn't even, he would put the milk out in the fridge still. He may, he maybe put the cereal in the bowl. Maybe he'd set a bowl out for me. Uh, you know, I'd always go to school and all of my friends would talk about how their dad made them pancakes or eggs yeah. or something. And my dad uh, usually just left out, you know, some stale raisin bran or something like that. Uh, I love him to death, though. He's a, he's a oh, great yeah. guy, yeah. But anyways... Uh, not not to get dark there, and uh, you know my childhood. I think a lot of people think that my childhood, just based on things that I say on the podcast, might be a little grim, but it's not. It's it's far from that. I had a great childhood, and and I promise that my dad's not standing here making me say that or anything. But uh, let's go ahead and mention that March seventh is National Cereal Day. Uh, quick interjection: I think there's too many National Something Days. It seems like every day is a National Something Day. It's getting ridiculous. Honestly. Yeah, okay. Like I know cereal, big industry, whatever. It doesn't deserve a day. You don't it think just, so? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, there's there's like a national like, bottled bottled water day, national donut day. Yeah. National uh, take your uh, twice your great uncle twice removed to yeah, work day. Yeah, there's, it's, there's too many days at this point. Yeah, there really like, there really is. National pet day is understandable, but that's almost stretching to the point because like everybody appreciates these things all the time. That's true. And nobody appreciates it anymore on that special day. They'll send out a post or something. That doesn't mean they do anything sure. special for and, it that and day. And I think this past weekend was Father's Day. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was just saying something about my father. I love him to yeah. death. Uh, but is, is Father's Day and Mother's Day, is that really necessary? Because they have birthdays, you know? Yeah. Uh, so here I am dishing out more presents for my parents. Uh, when I, I should just be giving them something for their birthday. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. I honestly think that a lot of holidays were created to sell cards. I think Hallmark... Yeah created a lot of holidays mm-hmm. to sell cards and I actually am doing a little initiative to go against that I don't buy cards anymore I handwrite my cards I get a piece of paper I fold it and I write whoever it's a birthday uh, you know it's a bar mitzvah whatever it is I'm just writing a note to them and then I give it to them and that means just just as much if not more than a card that would cost 250 I'll take it one step further okay. I don't buy gifts at all so you you my, exclude the whole thing. If you there's say, a holiday, like my dad for Father's Day example, my mom goes out and buys the card, goes out and buys the gift, I sign it. Okay. So, so I'm not even handing my money to these people that wow. are making up all these holidays. Wow, and that's very powerful of you, and you're really taking a stand. Uh, you're mm-hmm. taking a lot bigger stand than I am. Yeah. Uh, but we got a little off track there, and that's perfectly fine, because this is all you need to know. It's not something you need to know. It's all you need to know. So sometimes we're going to go off on a different avenue or street. We're going to mm-hmm. take a right turn. Maybe we should have stayed on the, on the nope. same road. But we always get back to that road that we're mm-hmm. supposed to be mm-hmm. on, which today is cereal. Now, we're going to talk about... Cereal in general, because we hit on the cereal history. We talked on the, about the big time companies mm-hmm. that, that produce yep. cereal. Let's go ahead and ask the question I think everybody's been waiting for. How do you consume cereal and when do you consume cereal? So for me, I consume cereal, and this is this might get a lot of a lot of heat, but I'm just gonna say it. You're saying this is a hot take, okay? Very right. hot take. So I'll have to I'll have to poke in the hot take sound right here. Are you about to give your hot take? I, right now. Okay. Hot take. I do not like milk in my cereal. There, okay. I said it. And that's, yeah, for some that might be a hot take, okay? Um, I, for one, uh, it depends, okay? Mm-hmm. To, even today, I had cereal in a cup as a snack. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I also had cereal later in the day, uh, you know, for a dessert. That's how I consume my cereal, basically. And what time of the day I eat it, it really depends on my mood. Rarely do I ever get up in the morning 
and eat a bowl of cereal. It's it's just something that I used to do as a kid. I seriously, I was talking about my dad leaving me cereal. I had this huge, it wasn't even a bowl, it was a bucket. And I would fill a whole thing of cereal in there. I would sit on my on a little recliner and I would just shovel that cereal into my mouth. Yeah, it was it was actually probably pretty unhealthy. However, I've cut back on my cereal consumption since then. And I usually just eat it, like I said, maybe throughout the day, you get a cup of it, uh, whatever cereal it is, and you just kind of snack on it. Um, and then, you know, of course, I'll eat it for maybe a dessert, or maybe I even maybe I'll pour milk in a bowl and have it as a snack, too. But you're saying that, you know, cereal, at all times of the day, no matter what time of the day it is, whatever you're doing with it, you would never put milk in it. No milk, because cereal is made crunchy for a reason. Okay. If they wanted your cereal to be soggy, it would be soggy when you got out of the box. And, that, and I don't know if that would work. Just uh, from a marketing standpoint, oh, probably not. It's super illogical, but that's just that's just my thinking on it. It's crunchy and it tastes good. And when you add milk, the taste kind of goes to the milk. And if I wanted my milk mm. to taste like sugar or cinnamon or whatever my cereal tastes like, then I would get milk. You, to taste you don't like enjoy that. that. I Why? don't like that. Ooh. And I'm a big milk guy. I used uh, to yeah. drink yeah, I probably know four or five glasses of milk a day, and that's not exaggerating at all. Okay. But as that has caught up to me, I'm lactose intolerant now. So wow, there's wow. that. And prayers, prayers and thoughts towards you with that. Dealing still attack with that. it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it sounds like you still go through it. You know you're lactose intolerant, but you still push through the pain. I went to Cracker Barrel the night, uh-huh. and with my 10 to 1 plate, I had three sides of mac and cheese. Yikes. And I, as soon as I got to the gas station, it was over. It was over. Okay, so you probably uh, maybe need to get that checked out. Maybe probably. go to a doctor and see if your, your intestines are healthy. Uh, probably maybe, not. Maybe get a checkup on that. Uh, but yes... I think that that you know it's in itself it's a hot take that you don't like milk with mm-hmm. your cereal. I understand like for me like I said sometimes I'll have cereal without the milk. Uh, the crunchiness you're right. Cereal is made crunchy um, and it's delightfully crunchy. Um, but I also like uh, whenever you put it in the bowl and the milk kind of starts to get a little bit of it soggy. I usually if I if it depends on what cereal I'm having uh, because some cereal you want to eat it as soon as it's in the in the milk. You don't want it to get too soggy. But then there's other cereal where you you don't mind if it gets a little soggy. And I will go ahead and give an example for a cereal that you don't mind to get soggy while you think of, which you probably won't be able to because you're not used to it, but try to think of a cereal that you don't mind if it gets a little soggy. For me, a cereal that is not good soggy, Fruity Pebbles. Because it just gets, like, you're, you're chewing on, I don't know, mud? Mm-hmm. It, like, yeah. it, like, colorful mud. It it's just blends a, together. Yeah, it's just not good. And so Fruity Pebbles... They do, they do not hold their texture, mm-hmm. uh, and they just they don't hold up in the milk. You have to you have to be very quick with fruity pebbles whenever you're eating them with the milk. Do you have a cereal in mind for one that you don't mind for it to get a little soggy? So really, off the top of my head, any pretty much any cereal that's kind of in a circle shape, yes. or like a ball, like Fruit Loops. Fruit or, Loops are good soggy, or like Captain Crunch, the berries of Captain Crunch, or uh-huh. anything like that. Yeah, since they're kind of have they're more dense. That's they true. Don't, they don't get soggy as fast. So you can still kind of bear the yeah yeah. Bear and, and cereal, cereal sometimes. A we were talking about how cereal gets soggy. Cereal yeah. sometimes too crunchy. I would have to say. Um, I think Captain Crunch can be a little too crunchy. But in their defense, it is called Captain Crunch. So it's in the name. So they yeah. let you know that hey, it's not. This might be a little bite. Sometimes it's not Captain Soggy, and mm-hmm. it's not Captain sort of crunchy. It's Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. Yeah. So you have to you have to read the box and be ready to you know fight that war mm-hmm. if if you will. Um, so we're talking about cereal and how it goes into into the different parts of milk. Here's a question that I think is going to baffle some people. There might be a lot of debate. We're talking about politicians mm-hmm. debating. This oh, is yeah. one that is in Congress. It's in the Supreme Court. People are always trying to figure out. This is one of those 
questions where, you know, is a hot dog a sandwich? One of those things. Is cereal a soup? Okay. What would you say? Yes, if there is milk no, in the bowl. With no, the if there's not milk. So no, the if milk, there's not. The milk determines the milk and, gives, determine. and gives the definition to cereal being a soup. Because you got to think, there's no soup without any liquid. Right. There has to be some sort of liquid. I think if you look up soup in the dictionary, it would just be, you know, it has to be some sort of liquid with, with some with some other ingredients mixed yeah. into mm-hmm. it. Now, there's we could dive into how soup, chowder, yeah. all these different things are different. We're not going to do that because we're just trying to answer the question, is cereal a soup? And I would go ahead and safely say that it is because, number one, it has the ingredients in it that are, that are different from the water or the liquid or whatever base, yeah. base of the soup it is. Uh, the, and then, of course, the liquid is there. The milk acts as that soup uh, foundation. Like, we're, we're talking about foundations a lot. And I think the foundation of a soup is the liquid that it's in. It could be a chicken broth. It could be maybe just a, you know some water. Uh, maybe not a tasty soup if you have just water. Uh, but I do think that milk... Uh, constitutes the cereal to be a soup, which is a pretty hot take, I think. Um, I actually agree with you here because if, okay. you, if I'm like thinking about it, like we said, me not putting milk in my cereal is a hot take. Most people do put milk in their cereal, so most people would probably consider it a soup. That's right. So really, I would say it is safer to say it is more so mm-hmm. of a soup than it is not. And it's it's interesting because you just don't think of cereal mm-hmm. as a soup. But when uh, you do start thinking about it, but if you it, look at the definition of yeah. it, it pretty much is a soup. And I would, I would look up soup in the dictionary, but the only dictionary that I have is over here. It's a Spanish dictionary, and I don't know the Spanish word for soup. It might be soupe. I don't. I, know. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't. I don't know Spanish at all. But I will say, you know, not knowing Spanish frustrates me. But what frustrates me more, and and I took two years of Spanish. But what frustrates me more than not knowing Spanish is walking through the aisles of the grocery store and seeing all of these, uh, you know, far-fetched cereals. They get a little too creative for me if you if you are catching my drift. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other day, I was walking through the aisle and I saw Sour Patch Kids cereal. Now, don't get me wrong. I love cereal and I love Sour Patch Kids, but I don't think those go together. Personally, that makes me want to puke. Sure. On, in the studio right now. Right. Please don't, if because... We, if this was my studio, I'd puke in it. Right, and and that's great, and I, yeah. I appreciate you not doing that mm-hmm. and keeping our studio clean. Plus, that would add to the expense for this episode, and like I said, we are in a ton of No, debt. I'd, I'd yes. cover it. Yes. I'd cover oh, it then Okay, well, you. thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I think cereal, just in the, in a standard, is getting too creative. Uh, like I said, Sour Patch Kids. I don't know if anybody's eaten that or tried it. Uh, I don't. I don't. I have no idea what you would do. It, it, you apparently eat that with milk, and I just don't see those two things going together. Maybe I'm being a little too critical of it, but I just. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to, you know, sum up the courage to try that. And really, that. really, we should have got a box and brought it in here. We should have. Yeah, we, we could have eaten cereal as we talked about. We, we could have. We could have dove right into that box of sour patch kids cereal, mm, and we yeah. could have been disgusted for sure. Maybe we rejoiced how good it was. We don't know. And that's the probably thing. not though. Well, that's but. the thing about cereal is once you buy it, you're stuck with that box. So if I, if I ate or if I purchased the Sour Patch Kids cereal and I didn't like it, I still got a whole box of it. So that's the thing. Cereal is a large commitment. It's one of the largest commitments whenever you go to the grocery store because you're stuck with whatever you buy. Um, and a personal you know preference of mine, this is an idea that I think would be really great. Uh, walk through the cereal aisle and you have samples of each cereal. So you say, oh, you know what? That cereal, I, I've never tried that before. That looks kind of good. I would like maybe just a couple of those to try them to see if I like the texture, see if I like the taste. I think a sample, we sample other things throughout the grocery store. Why don't we sample something that's in, a, it's a staple of the American household. Why don't we be, why aren't we able to sample cereal? 
It's really simple, really. It could be just like a frozen yogurt place or an mm-hmm. ice cream place. The cereal, they have all the dispensers. You just turn yeah, the knob, you, you get a couple it. pieces that you try, and you're like, wow, and you, that's okay, good. You know, no, I'm I hate that. And then in that in that case, I would have probably already tried the Sour Patch Kids, mm-hmm. and I would have known that if I would have liked it or not. And that would be very useful to me because then I could be sitting here and saying, wow, the Sour Patch Kids cereal, if you, don't, if you think it's bad, you should try it because it's really good. I can't do that because I'm too scared to take that full box uh, home with me because I think that's too much. And Honestly, though? It's kind of worth it. Sierra's not that expensive. You it's don't not, like it, throw it it's away. It's not. That's true. And that, that's another thing about it. It's very affordable. Um, I know as a, as a college kid, as a kid, I knew whenever I got older, I was always going to eat cereal. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, in his popular mm-hmm. TV show Seinfeld, which we just did an episode over a couple episodes ago, uh, he was always eating cereal as an adult. And it's something that's been in my life still. And I just, it's an easy, it's an easy snack. And it's, like you said, it's affordable. All you have to have is a box of cereal and some milk and a spoon and a bowl. It's not much. It's it's not hard to put it together. And we were talking about cereals being too creative. Let's talk about the off-brand cereal names being not creative enough. Uh, you walk down the aisles, and of course you've got you know your your name brands, your Fruit Loops. You've got your Frosted Flakes, and you know you've got your Captain Crunch and stuff. But then you've got your your lower brands that are trying to mimic those cereals, maybe offering them for a lower price, and maybe they're called Rice Krispies or uh, I don't know. Instead of Captain Crunch, it's like Corporal uh, Crunchy cereal. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Not as know. not as catchy. Mm-mm. What do you think of? Why don't they get creative and name it something uh, like that's in their own? Because I think Fruit Loops is probably called like Circle Fruity Stuff, and like they just don't get creative with their off-brand names. I just feel like there should only be like twenty cereals out there. Probably there are. There's too many. I will, and I, I would say there's close to probably. 40 to 50 now there's they more just come, well, yeah there's, there's probably more than, than that, that. Yeah. yeah exactly but that's then, a good number and then you get these off brands like the walmart's great value brand they start mm-hmm. like the circle yeah. fruity whatever yeah, the circle o's yeah. yeah the circle o's yeah it's literally the same thing and they're it's just you can't come up with another name for now and whoever got fruit loops you know they're just they win and whoever's that's in charge whoever's in charge of those off-brand uh, department naming mm-hmm. uh the, the the teams i don't know if they have a, a, a team going together and trying to come up with these names uh, but if you need help, please let us know. We can try to help you name some of those off-brand cereals. I know it's it's probably tough to do because you can't name them Fruit Loops. That's already taken. You have to come up with Circle Fruity stuff or something like that, yeah. and you have to get really generic with it. But that's that's part of it because the the generic brand, you know. So you have to get generic with the name, I guess. That's part of it. And you know what? I think we've covered cereal for a large a large amount. Uh, we've covered it in a pretty good depth, mm-hmm. and I think people are just dying to get are dying to hear us get to our power rankings, which we're going to start with our least favorite. I think it's appropriate to start with our least, our top five least favorite cereals, and then finally move into our top five favorite cereals, okay? So, Garrett, I'm going to give you this list at number five on our top five least favorite. Now, this is, of course, number five being, you know, a cereal that we maybe don't mind, but it's still not good, and number one being our the worst cereal of all time. Won't yes. touch it, would never buy it. Yes, okay, so Got just it. clearing that up for the audience. Mm-hmm. Gary, go ahead and read number five. Number five on the top five least favorite cereals list, Mini Wheats. Mini Wheats comes in at number five in our power ranking for least favorite cereals. Uh, and we had a, a brief conversation. It took us, uh, a lot of people might think that we just threw this together in 10 minutes or so. Garrett and I debated over these two lists that we've created here for, I'd say, at least four hours. Maybe uh, longer. I we, lost track of time. We showed up uh, where we were at a, a Logan's Roadhouse, and we, we were eating dinner uh, before the podcast. Uh, and this was this was before you ate a Cracker Barrel because mm-hmm. you went to that afterwards. We yeah. didn't think that we were gonna we were going to take that long at Longhorn. Mm-hmm. We sat there, and we could not get through this list. Logan's. Yeah, yes, excuse me, I'm sorry. 
And I, I, I meant, uh, you know, you get them mixed up because there's the L's and stuff. Yeah. yeah. We have enough steakhouses. Yeah, we do. There's too that's, many. That's, that's, another, that's, another, that's day. another topic. That's something for another time. But we took a long time, at least four hours. Mm-hmm. They told us to leave at some point, and we said, just give us a couple more minutes. And we stayed for another hour. But at number five, we have mini wheats. And we, we discussed this in depth because I don't mind the frosted mini wheats. But when you take that frosting off of the mini wheats, I, it, it's disgusting. I, I, I can't eat it. It feels like I'm crunching into cardboard. Yeah. And that's another one of those cereals we're talking about, Captain Crunch. Like, Mini Wheats doesn't say on the box it's crunchy. Mm-mm. And it is probably the crunchiest cereal you will ever put into your mouth. It's it's the crunchiest, and I might say it's the cringiest, uh, because Mini Wheats are just absolutely disgusting at number five. At number four, Garrett, what do we have on our top five? Least golden favorite? Crisps slash, hu- slash Honey Smacks. Honey Smacks and Golden Crisps. Very similar cereals. Very similar. Uh, I think some of these are popular. I know Honey Smacks. Uh, has some of the the most sugar con- content in in all of the cereals. Like it, it has the most sugar of all time, and both of these just not my favorite. I don't like the the texture. I don't like the density of it. I, I the, the, both of these are just disgusting, and both of them are, are pretty similar. And that's why I put them as you know kind of a combo there at, no, at number four. So we'll go ahead and move into number three. What do we have on the list? Checks. Checks holds the record. For being the blandest food of all time. I, I don't know. My mom eats checks and I don't get it. I do not get it whatsoever. It's disgusting. It's almost hard for me to get through a bag of checks mix. Checks mix. Plain checks mix. And right. that has flavoring, but if you get a piece without flavoring, you're like, wow, this is absolutely disgusting. Mm. And um, imagine a whole box where there's no where there's no seasoning. It's just checks. The only time that I'll eat checks is if I put some sugar on it. I'll, I might be might mm-hmm. put some sugar on it, which is basically how cereal works. Is if it's not good, you put sugar on it, and then it is good. Um, but checks, it's uh, I just don't get it. Now checks mix. If you get the cheesy flavor stuff mm-hmm. like that, that's fine. But that's a different thing. We're talking about checks, the just cereal, the regular cereal, and it not is the snack. Absolutely terrible. Okay, Disgusting. number two. What do we have? Grape nuts. Now this is the I think the official cereal of old people. I always see grape nuts at old people's houses. Uh, specifically, the only really the only, only old people's houses that I've been in are both of my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So um, if my grandparents are listening or my grandma, uh, I apologize if you if you enjoy grape nuts. But I've tried them before and they are not good whatsoever. Have you ever had grape nuts before? I've never even seen a box of grape nuts. Before. Right. So right. I have not tried them. And the way you're describing them definitely does not make me want to try them. Um, and it's just, it's the name is not appealing either. Um, and it, mm-hmm. they taste nothing like grapes. Uh, and that's another thing. Someone might buy it thinking that it tastes like grapes. does not taste like grapes whatsoever. Uh, it's just, it's another cereal. And I'm glad that it's on our top five least favorite. Because it is, again, atrocious. It's a cereal that is absolutely deserving of the number two spot on our list. What is number one for our least favorite cereal? No surprise to anyone here, Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran is uh, just, I, I don't know how to describe it, uh, other than that it's the, probably the worst food of all time. Um, and it is also probably sponsored by old people. I think a lot of old, older, the older generations like Raisin Bran. Now, I like raisins, and I, I don't mind cornflakes, but put them together, not good for me. I don't like a raisin in milk. It's disgusting. I've got a two-word description for you here. Sure. Stale garbage stale garbage or hot garbage you could even say see i was gonna say that but i felt i felt like stale was more fitting and and here's the thing garrett you you've held back your curse words which is which i appreciate but you're welcome to use them because we bleeped them out okay so that was our top five least favorite cereals now we're going to move into our top five most favorite cereals now here are some honorable mentions these did not make 
our list. And now this isn't the top five selling cereals or the top five cereals of all time voted on by a bunch of people. This is the list that we created and came up with. So don't get upset uh, if, if your cereal is not on this list. But honorable mentions, we have Fruit Loops. We have Cheerios, which just a quick interjection there. That is the highest selling cereal of all time, Cheerios. By themselves, not Honey Nut Cheerios, just the regular just, ones. Just regular. Apple Jacks and Fruity Pebbles. Now, even though I said Cheerios, uh, not including Honey Nut Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios are pretty delicious, I mm -hmm. would say. Uh, but, Garrett, if you have anything else to say about those honorable I mentions, do. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to my dad before I uh, came to the studio after we, when we were eating Cracker Barrel, and he said something about Cheerios. He said, you know, me and Quinn's dad remember the time when there was one flavor of Cheerios, and that was brown. Brown Cheerios was that the flavor. Was, that was yeah. it. And that's not a Imagine pill. that, people. That's Imagine not... how lucky we are to have chocolate Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios or Berry yeah. Cheerios Vanilla all that. Cheerios. There's all kinds of stuff. There's too many, all right? But, but yes, yeah, so we are lucky that we don't just have brown Cheerios. We have some other options, and we're lucky that we have these options mm -hmm. because these this top five is, is, is very good, I think, that we've created. At number five in our top five most favorite cereals is Cookie Crisps. Now... You said you've never had these before. I have not. Just Maybe imagine. I have, per, in my memory, to to my knowledge, I have not had them. Well, but just imagine a cookie, smaller, and there's a bunch of them, and they're in a bowl with milk. Okay, what goes better than a cookie and milk together? Nothing. Nothing it's, at it's all. Absolutely, it's absolutely See, amazing. that is one instance where I would imagine me putting milk in my cereal because... The cookie. Yeah. I, w I would also imagine the cookie crisps are a little crunchy. They, they're right? crunchier, but th that's a cereal where if you let it get soggy, it that's gets where very it's, delicious. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so I, I usually like to get my cookie crisps a little soggy whenever I'm eating them. At number four, Captain Crunch, oops, all berries, okay? Now, this is one that you said... I, we, this we were, is actually my personal favorite. Sure. But when you're doing a, a group power ranking here... You can't you can't be that biased. And well, this you might have to come to conclusions. This might be a little controversial because I said Captain Crunch, and people might have said, "Okay, yeah, that's true." But then we said, "Oops, all, all berries. berries." Now this is just the version of Captain Crunch that doesn't have the regular Captain Crunch pieces. It just has the additional berry pieces that basically taste the same as Captain Crunch. And you know what? Maybe nobody agrees with me on this one, but "Oops, all berries" is absolutely 100% the move. The move. Okay. It is fruity. It is sugary. It is delicious. It makes me happy every time I eat it. That's great. And that would be a cereal that I ate every day if I remembered to buy cereal at the and store. And that's all you can ask for is for the cereal to make you happy. And I, I'll probably contact the uh, whichever company that has Captain Crunch or Oops All Berries and give, give, them, give them that audio for to use as a commercial. You just said how Captain Crunch positively impacts your life, and that's very powerful and very moving. That's, uh, what, that's what everybody wants to hear these days, yes. how it impacts your life exactly. and how you're positive. Everybody likes right. positivity these days. That's true. You know what's impacted my life at number three? Cinnamon Toast Crunch, mm. or as the kids call them nowadays, CT, CT Crunch. Crunch. Yes, yeah, CT Crunch is very up there. Uh, it's a cinnamon blast of flavor. Um, and I like the commercials, too. The little cinnamon guys eating each other. It's cannibalism, but it's cute because it's Cinnamon Toast yeah. Crunch. Yeah. It's not real. No, it's not real. That's great. Sorry for all those that thought the Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercials were real. No, that is animated. So, yeah, just clearing that up if anybody was wondering. We've got number two here in our top five most favorite cereals, and that's Lucky Charms. Now, I will go ahead and say that Lucky Charms, the, the Lucky Charms are the are the... The greatest part of the cereal. Oh yeah. Now the little I don't know what they're called. Uh, just the, I would call them just like leaves, I guess. Because you know, like I guess I don't know. Well, I, I don't or, know if I'd call them leaves. I'm just talking about like the cereal, the actual cereal. No, pieces. like the shape, like like leaves or something. Ah, maybe. Or, I like, see. I see. Yes. Like a 
I don't know. That's what that's what I meant. They're but not was, actual. Yeah, leaves. right. There's no leaves in Lucky Charms. No. It's not a salad. But Lucky Charms, the cereal pieces in it, uh, not not the greatest. No. But the marshmallows bring they pack a punch. Okay. Yeah. I always eat the cereal pieces first and then leave all of the marshmallow pieces in the bowl and I eat those last. And it is an absolute extravaganza. I would highly recommend it. And to be honest, I think there's been times where I've eaten the marshmallows and then just dumped thrown, the thrown away the other or stuff. thrown away yes. or dumped it yes. right back in the box because. Honestly, I don't even know if the cereal part has a flavor. If mm-hmm. the more I think about it, I think it is just the marshmallow is the only right. redeeming exactly. quality of yes. Of Lucky the Charms. Bowl. Lucky Charms. The like I said, the cereal pieces themselves mm-hmm. not great. The marshmallows make up for that a hundred percent twofold. Yes. And quick side note on that, they're a little stale on what they put so, in there. Mm, they sometimes. they are real yeah, thin on if they put enough marshmallows in there. That's true. Moving that's, on. That's a good though. point. Number one, the the moment that you've all been waiting for, our our number one top favorite cereal frosted flakes and i don't think a lot of people are going to argue against that frosted flakes is is a cereal that i think everyone can get behind and can enjoy and i love a good bowl of frosted flakes now this is another one where you have to be careful with the sogginess if it gets too soggy it gets kind of tough um, and it's also it's one of those cereals where you get to the end of it and it's hard to get all the pieces out with the spoon so you might have to drink it down but frosted flakes falls at our number one on our list our power rankings of our top five favorite cereals any comments on frosted flakes you know, about the milk thing and getting them soggy, the sugar is f- the, the the seasoning. The it's, every, it's everything about Frosted Flakes. So if you put the milk on there and it gets soggy, there's no sugar left yeah, and on, take, the, on, the, on the actual cereal pieces. And take away the sugar, what is Frosted Flakes? Corn, corn flakes. flakes. And corn flakes are not good. No, no. And we are at the end of our cereal episode. And someone, I was just thinking, might say, oh my gosh, you guys didn't mention one of the most famous cereals. Fine, I'll say it just to get it out there. Wheaties. Yeah, all right, if you were waiting for us to say it, who cares about Wheaties? They're not good. Uh, but I'll tell you what was good, and it was this episode of All You Need to Know. Garrett, thank you very much for being a guest on today's show. You did a great job, and we hope to have you back soon, and I apologize for not having you back sooner. Yes. I would love to be on again, sir. Thank you for this opportunity. I felt we had a great episode, mm-hmm. and I'd love to come back. Right, and that was our episode regarding cereal. We, we talked to it maybe about 96, 97% there. Mm-hmm. We covered a lot, uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton, and I'm Garrett Howell. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.